0: Hey there everyone, welcome to another edition of the Spider Insight Podcast. The Spiders coming off of the road victory over a nationally ranked team in conference. We'll talk about the 24-17 victory over Rhode Island last week. Hi again, everyone. Along with Christian Gravis, I'm Bob Black. Welcome to our Spider Insight podcast. Christian, quite the game Saturday in Kingston, Rhode Island. Hadn't played him in eight years. I guess the weight the was worth it a little bit because that was quite a game, and the guys have to feel really good about coming out of there with a road
1: victory. Absolutely, and especially against a ranked opponent like Rhode Island. Um, you know, to, to go in there and you, you know you're going on the road. You know, it's raining a little bit. It reminds us a little bit of Stony Brook. Kind of chilly. Uh, it's their homecoming. You're in a hostile environment. You know, these things, these these variables that are at play are always going to make getting a win tougher. Um, but I will say that from, you know, their first offensive possession where they threw that pick.
0: Hill is going to pass on first down, and he's going for it all over the middle of the field, and it's intercepted. Aaron Banks picks it off at the Spider 38-yard line. Banks with his first interception of the season. It comes on the first play
1: of the game. There was a palpable feeling, I guess, throughout the press box where I was and maybe looking around the stands, and, you know, you could hear Rhode Island not cheering. Um, You know, really from that moment, I was like, wait a minute. You no, know, I, I think we're picking up on something right here this early.
0: I thought one of the best parts of the victory, and you alluded to it with the Aaron Banks interception, was the two turnovers that the defense got, and the offense turned them into not just scores but touchdowns. And that to me just showed cohesive units working together. The D gets the ball, and the O gets the touchdown. Exactly,
1: 14 points off turnovers. You love to see that. And another thing too, it's like uh, you know, Aaron Trussler comes up with a career-long 64-yard punt at the end of the game. You know, we stick them so far back and flip the field, they're forced to punt on their following possession, and that lines up for Kyle Wickersham to score, you know, on our next offensive uh, opportunity. So, you know, defense helping out the offense, offense helping out the defense and special teams, we really excelled in all three phases
0: glad you mentioned Kyle Wickersham because he will be our guest here in a few minutes on today's Spider Insight Podcast and we'll talk about all of that. The game Saturday but also the, the injury that he sustained and the recovery process and where he is now. So Kyle's going to join us here in just a little bit. Another one of the stars for the Spiders had to be Jeremiah Grant. I know the Spiders were waiting for that breakout performance from him and boy, got it in a big way with those three quarterback sacks. Hill quickly takes the shotgun snap he drops back the throw and down he goes again. Jeremiah Grant with his third quarterback sack of the day. The sixth for the Spider that defense. Wow.
1: Jeremiah is an all-conference guy and really I think up to this point we were waiting for him to have a performance like that and he came away with yeah, the other three sacks. Uh, I think it went, um, see looking at the box where I think he 13 yards total loss on those three sacks. So Obviously, you had a great game. And then six sacks as a team, that's the most since 2021. So it's great to see that our defense and the guys up front are really taking care of the ball and getting the job done.
0: You know, in some ways, this was a game where our stars – kind of shined right you talk about jeremiah grant we consider him in that category certainly Savon smith man was he a warrior coming back from the shoulder injury and doing what he did on that last drive with kyle when they basically alternated running the ball until they got it in the end zone and then here comes nick degenero again six more catches 132 yards and two more touchdown catches what a what an amazing stretch he's had
1: mm-hmm. first you know, five touchdowns in the last two games um, picking up career highs and total yardage in the last two games and individual receptions. Uh, his high was 56, which he had from this season t- on, on two occasions, and then a 69-yard touchdown pass. Uh, you love to see that. That obviously really helps out with that, that total number at the end of the day. But, you know, to just be able to get downfield like that, beat the defenders, um, it's it's incredible to see.
0: You know, we mentioned Kyle's going to join us here in just a couple of moments, and he did come in for some key moments in that game. Cam Coleman making his first start on the road in a conference game, and you mentioned weather was a little bit of an issue as well. 13 of 25, 194. The two touchdown passes to Nick, but a couple of interceptions, so he's got some things that, that he'll be working on and progress, and we got to remember he's just a true freshman quarterback. He is
1: just a true freshman, and obviously those things are going to come with time. Um, I think the biggest thing that I see at a Cam right now that I really like is just his his pocket presence. Um, I think he's really calm, and he has the ability to scramble while staying inside that pocket. You know, sometimes he doesn't go for that first look, and he finds the second one, and, and that's where we're making the plays. All
0: right, well, I'll tell you what. From the true freshman quarterback, let's bring in the redshirt sophomore quarterback who got back into action this past week in a big way. That's Kyle Wickersham, who's our guest today on the Spider Insight Podcast. Kyle, thanks for joining us. So what was it like to get back out there on Saturday?
2: It was amazing. It wasn't something that we really game-planned or anything like that. Uh, So it came from a surprise standpoint. So it was was awesome getting that surge of adrenaline going again and just getting in there and getting to hit people.
0: How did you kind of approach the role that eventually you knew you were going to have, that there were run packages put in for you in that game, and as it turned out, really important run packages on that last scoring drive?
2: Um, I just brought it with the approach of – any other week, uh, I'm just going to do whatever I can to help this team win, um, and that's our goal every week. And that, and that's that's my mindset. So anyway, I could go in there and help the team. I was going to do it to the best of my ability.
1: Saturday's game was almost a month to the day since the last time you'd been a part of live action football. What did this last month look like for you?
2: Uh, this this last month was pretty hard. Um, you know, just having like an unexpected injury like that, especially like just. Learning really about it on game day, uh, it was hard to come to um, the decision to be like, okay, I can't play. I'm going to hurt this team if I try to play. And uh, the recovery process was um, was slow at first, but then it really started to speed up once we started to see the, the healing kind of set in. And uh, Joe and the training staff really helped me a lot with that. The doctors were awesome, and the the coaches were very supportive, and you, you know, they were um, checking in on me a lot and then um obviously through the process um we had people step up and all that so that was good to see and um no but it was overall it was a hard process
0: but I'm so glad to be back now unexpected injury what the heck was it, Kyle? Kinda of take us through <laughs> that. I'm not sure we've ever really talked to you about it since since that happened right before the Stony Brook game.
2: Yeah, it was a it was an oblique strain. Uh must have happened on Fast Friday. Just felt like I had like a bone bruise in my rib and uh Joe was actually standing behind me. He kept seeing me, you know, play with it and he goes, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah I was like, My rib hurts. And then uh we traveled to the game, finished that practice, did fine through the whole entire time, traveled to Stony Brook. Wake up for walk walkthrough in the morning, and I go turn over to get out of bed, and I couldn't even twist. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, may, you know, maybe uh, by the time we get to the game and we warm up, it'll feel better. And as I warmed up, it just got worse and worse and worse. And, and you know, I felt bad for the team. I felt bad for the coaches. Um, uh, I had to uh, tell them 15 minutes before the game I can't go anymore.
0: And your dad was there too, right? Oh, yeah,
2: my whole family. They've been traveling every game, and it's like – yeah, I texted him in the locker room. I'm like, oh, like, Dad, like, my side's
0: killing me. I can't go. And he's like, wait, what? Like, what, what happened? <laughs> that's a long way from Louisiana to Long Island. Oh, to I'm not... <laughs> not, not see your kid play, I guess. That's, that's tough on everybody. Yeah. You, them, us, the rest of the team, all, all of that. Um, you also alluded to what it's been like in those four weeks um, for you and the other quarterbacks and more injuries and guys stepping up. So what was it like amongst, amongst you guys in that quarterback room?
2: Well, I think we have a really good chemistry in the quarterback room. Uh, we all root for each other. There's not one person in there that wants to see someone fail so that they can get a shot. Um, everyone's very supportive. And, uh, you know, Stony Brook was a wild game. I go down. And uh, then Jackson goes in the game, and he's, he, you know, he's playing his heart out out there, taking hits and all that. And then he gets a concussion, and then Ashton goes in there, and he steps up in a big way and leaves us on a game-winning drive. Then the next week, the the way Hampton was playing us, we, we decided to put Cam in there. And, and, and Cam does a pretty good job in the second half. And then he goes into the main game and just sets a record. And it's like it's awesome to see a, a freshman step up like that and uh, have a great game. So it was just like all the quarterbacks on board just you know, find a way mentality of how to win the game.
1: You've got a fairly young quarterback's room, and that includes your coach as well. Who do you guys kind of look to during these times, or is it kind of just very internal? You look at yourselves and look at the guy next to you?
2: Well, we definitely look at ourselves a lot because, you know, we're all here for a reason. We all put in the work that we need to do. Um, Coach Huseman has been great within uh, – I'm talking about young <laughs> Uh Both, but young Huseman uh, for the most part. Nice save, Kyle. <laughs> nice save, Kyle. <him, God. laughs> uh, but he's been, he's been amazing. He's You know, having, having him be so young I think is really helpful too um because he he's not he's not that far out of playing college football and he, he still got it when he's out there but uh no he he's awesome he he just kind of just calms you down and you know and just walks you through what you need to fix what you need to improve on and he, and he's been great and uh very supportive and, and and really has gotten four quarterbacks ready to play at any time
1: and what about your dad? Um, I know you had told us before your dad kind of takes a backseat a little bit, and when it comes to football. But you know, what is what was he able to tell you over this past month?
2: Yeah, he he definitely stepped up in a big way for me. I I I felt like I had to lean on him a lot more uh, these past couple of weeks than I've really ever had in my football career. And uh, he's been he's been awesome. He just you know he just told me put my nose on the grindstone and work. He goes, you can't control anything that's been happening you know, injury-wise, anything. So all you can focus on is being the best quarterback and, and helping your team win. Because at the end of the day, that's you know that's, that's all football is about is winning. It's not about anything else. It's just win.
0: So how did you feel you were progressing when this year started? Uh, sometimes it may be lost on us at this point. You were a first-time starter at that point also. How did you feel you were progressing before the injury?
2: I felt like I was progressing in a very good way, Uh, just like being so comfortable out there. Um Morgan State obviously came in. They 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 shocked us a little bit. They came out swinging and and they deserved that one. Um and we had to look in the mirror after that game. Then Michigan State, we go on there. Yeah, it is a tough place to go play and um still we felt like we took some strides in the right direction with just with with how we wanted to go about the offense and all that. And then uh Delaware State really felt like all right, like this is when we start the journey now. Like this is this is when we we got things figured out and we're gonna go, and um, then that injury happened, and uh, obviously we had to make some big adjustments on offense and uh, try to figure it out again. So, but I felt like up until that point, as personally, like as a QB, I, I felt like so comfortable. I felt like I knew where to go with the ball. I felt like I knew why Coach O was calling a certain play, where he wanted me to go with the ball, which was uh, important to us.
1: Talk us through your touchdown on saturday, uh so when, you know when you score, it puts us up by two scores it starts you know we're pulling away at that point less than five minutes left in the game. you punch it in from seven yards out and it looks like you come down for like a full body flex tell us tell us about that emotion uh scoring that touchdown
2: yeah, it was a lot of emotion uh just going in there for that drive and you know like hey we're gonna we're gonna play smash mouth football here this is we're not we're not gonna throw the ball it's it's getting kind of rainy out here. we just wanna run the ball take some t- time off the clock and See what we can do. And, man, like, we all just had this mindset of, like, this is, you know, this is when we're going to decide, like, what we're going to be this year. And we just went out there and we just methodically
0: drove it down. Savon hits a big run second and six from the Rhode Island 34 handoff again to Savon Smith he breaks it to the near side at the numbers at the 20 to the 15 drags tacklers with him inside the 10-yard line it'll be first and goal for the Spiders on the Savon Smith run this is just like the Stony
2: Brook second half Savon Smith you know he's coming back from an injury he says guys get on my back follow me makes one cut to the outside a uh, big gain here. Spiders keep milking that clock, and they need to find a way into the end zone here late in the game.
0: That is a 27-yard run for Savon Smith. And how about those boss hogs, too? They're getting the job done on that offensive
2: line. Thank Coach O for giving me the the run uh, in the red zone. And the offensive line, just I mean, they opened up that hole. I don't think anyone touched me.
0: First and goal from the seven-yard line. Wickersham alone in the backfield. He's going to run straight ahead, and no one's going to touch him until he's in the end zone. Kyle Wickersham with a seven-yard touchdown run for the Spiders.
2: And just seeing that end zone like running in there, I just, like, I just kind of blacked out and just started screaming. In uh, high
1: school, did you throw for more touchdowns or run them in yourself? Oh, I threw for more touchdowns yeah, no. in
2: high school for sure but but yeah no it's a different feeling when you throw a touchdown than when you run it in
0: it's a lot it's a lot more uh intense when you run it in that was an emphatic drive that kind of clinched the game for the Spiders. That was really well done, obviously, by the entire offense. The offensive line and then you and Savon doing what you did was terrific. You mentioned Coach O, Coach Winston October. Is there a different feel? What's the impact of having him on the sideline as your offensive coordinator instead of calling plays from the booth? Yeah, having him on the sideline has been
2: like, I mean, he he was good before, but like now it's just like, wow. Uh, the, his energy on the sideline is great. He keeps us all up. Even when, even when we might not be doing so well, he's just, like, down there. And not only is he helping the offense, he's also, you know, getting us up in certain situations to cheer on the defense. And just having that energy down there, it never feels like you're, like, in a lull, like you're sitting down there waiting for the defense. You know, it feels like one team, and it feels like, all right, like at any moment we can score with him down on the sideline. He is just bringing the energy
0: every single play. Lastly, Kyle, what is the overall kind of vibe right now won four of 1-4 of 5? Got the home stretch coming up here beginning this weekend at, at North Carolina A&T. Um, kind of what it takes to keep this thing rolling for you guys.
2: We just need to keep coming in with the mindset every week that we're going to play a really good team and that it's going to be a dogfight. You know, we, we can't look at any opponent and think, like, oh, we can beat them here. We can, you know, we, we should probably do this for the game plan. Like, no, we're going in there against a good team. And we're gonna to have to beat them in every phase, even if it's their strength. We're just gonna to have to play bully ball, and we're gonna to have to go. And that's been our mindset, and we're not gonna we're not gonna change that way. We, every single practice now, we got the scout team hitting us in the mouth and stuff like that. It's no it's no brother-in-law out there right now. It's it's been hostile. We're fighting them; they're fighting us. So that's that's been the mindset, and we're gonna keep doing that because it it seems to be working for us.
0: Great to have you with us, Kyle Wickersham, but even better to have you back out there on the field. Keep it going, and
1: thanks for being with us. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kyle. And Bob, I'd love to see just that that focus and that determination out of Kyle, and especially for somebody who has – I mean, his last game was September 16th, and here we were playing on Saturday. We're two days shy of it being an entire month that he's not been out there during a live-action game. So seeing that focus is awesome, and obviously Kyle and the rest of the team is going to have to bring that focus into North Carolina A&T this Saturday.
0: I think what happened last week really helped him to be given the opportunity to get back in the game and not just in there for a handful of snaps at any point. He was in there when the game was on the line and we needed him to do what he did. He and Savon both and obviously the offensive line, but I think that really gave him kind of a a boost. Uh, I love his attitude with him and Cam and Jackson and, and Ashton and what they're doing as quarterbacks, and I think moving forward, that can really only help this group. I do think it'll be fascinating to watch how the spider offense progresses with whoever is a quarterback
1: in each game it really has been that way kind of seeing you know the offense picking up something a little bit more here and there each week so it's going to be really cool to see what uh coach October and coach Ross come up with Mm -hmm. for A&T
0: and eventually they'll have pass plays in there for Kyle, as well as the running plays that he has been so emphatically good at. All right, you mentioned A&T, and Kyle actually alluded to this as we were finishing up the conversation. This team learned a hard, valuable lesson from their approach to Morgan State, right? I mean, as much as they tried not to let that happen, human nature kind of beat them as well as Morgan State, and it just sounds like they're keeping that in the back of their mind so they make sure they prepare exactly the right way no matter who the opponent is, with it being North Carolina A&T Saturday.
1: I think in an 11-game schedule, you know, this isn't baseball playing 52 games. You know, this is 11 games that you have to go out and prove yourself. And like he said, the only thing that matters is winning. And I think we're going to hold on to those Morgan State and those Hampton games. Those, You know, mm-hmm. as, as much as winning is important and you hold on to those wins and use that as momentum, Losing can do just the same for you, and those two losses right now are really sticking with the team, and it's going to fuel the fire going into the rest of the season.
0: I think they really like the feeling of what they've done over the last month or so, winning four of the past five. I think they'll they'll be zeroed in for sure. And, again, this is an A&T team getting new to the conference. Again, their feet wet. They're struggling. They're 1-5. They're 0-3, but they're at home. It's another road game. Spiders got to go back on the road. So they'll be zeroed in, I think, when we kick it off at 1 o'clock on Saturday. And it's an important game again in the conference standings all of a sudden you look at the upper portion of the standings christian and there are the spiders tied for second with villanova and elon at three and one each and uh, delaware the only remaining unbeaten team in the conference a half game ahead at three and oh and five and one overall
1: it was an interesting weekend for CAA football, uh, just looking at the scores around the league. And, I, you know, FCS football in general is interesting. So it just goes to show you that week in and week out, any team can win any game. And so that's why, as Kyle had alluded to, it is just so important to go out there and get those wins.
0: I'm sure Coach Huseman is emphatically telling the guys to resist the temptation of scoreboard watching and standings watching and just take care of business. But it's fun for for us to kind of do that, for fans to kind of do that,
1: right? Exactly. And speaking of scoreboard watching, uh, A&T's got a really cool scoreboard. It looks like a dog's holding it up. So I'm excited for that. You know, that's what I'm looking forward Uh, to on Saturday. That's another
0: one I've never been to before. You know, in in, in all all my years, this is another spot where I haven't been yet. So looking forward to getting down there uh, this weekend before we get home for homecoming at the end of the month all right it's a one o'clock game on saturday 12:30. we'll be on the radio on 1061 espn and it's on flow football uh, subscription pay as well if you want to watch the live video streaming and hopefully next week christian we'll come back and talk about keeping these winning ways going
1: that's right, Bob. Looking forward to it.
0: All right. Thanks, Christian. Kyle Wickersham was our special player guest uh, today. Appreciate him stopping by now for Christian Gravis. Bob Black saying so long. Hope you'll tune in or maybe be in Greensboro Saturday to catch the Spiders in North Carolina A&T. Again, kickoff at 1 o'clock. We'll be back to wrap that up next week and preview homecoming back at Robin Stadium against Campbell next Saturday afternoon. Until we greet you then, thanks for being with us on this edition of the Spider Insight Podcast.